0: Good evening.
1: This is a presentation of Movement Radio. Welcome to another edition of The Hauntings Of. And now, here are your hosts, Chip Hazard and Talon Williams. (laughs) Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of The Hauntings Of, right here on Movement Radio. My name is Talon Williams alongside Chip Hazard, and today, ladies and gentlemen, we will be talking about The Hauntings of the state of Rhode Island. So
0: Chip, what can we look forward to in today's episode? Well, there certainly isn't any shortage of ghost sightings and spooky tales in the historic state of Rhode Island. In fact, it is a place that is chock full of countless captivating and creepy paranormal experiences. So why don't we just jump right in and take a look at some of the most haunted places in Rhode Island. We are going to start off with a little place called Fort
1: Wetherill. I want to say that's how that's pronounced. And this is in Jamestown, uh, Rhode Island. Now, Fort Wetherill is one of the most haunted places in Rhode Island and is said to be haunted by a phantom dog that has been seen since back in the Revolutionary War era. It is said that when the British took control of the fort, in 1976, they were terrorized by a black dog who prowled the entire fort. In British folklore, the black dog is said to be an omen of death, and th- so they were un- understandably unsettled by his appearance. He is still spotted on occasion at the fort, usually, glared at, usually glaring at people before disappearing through the wall. He can almost be heard growling, barking, and howling on occasion as well. Okay, so again, we automatically kick it off with another damn dog? Yep. Um, Like, we did the dog episode back a couple weeks ago. We did the dog episode um, about the dog behind the damn uh, grave in that cemetery. And now we're talking about one in the fort.
0: Uh, Uh, They like their dogs up north. Uh, but one correction. Like uh, you said in, that the British took control of the fort in 1976. It was actually sorry, 1776. Yeah. I apologize. Yeah. What am yeah. I drinking? <laughs> Probably anyway. something a little stronger um, than me. But,
1: <laughs> there you go. Um, but now, nah, have you ever heard of the, um, the British folklore about the black dog being an omen for death? I
0: actually have. Never heard that before. Um, I never like, heard that I used before. to work with a lady that uh, was British and uh, we always talked about folklore and stuff like that. So. Okay. Interesting. Do I know her? No.
1: Okay. Then know if that
0: was before my yeah, time right.
1: around. Okay. Well, all right, then. Um, that was pretty simplistic. Let's move on to the next one. You got it.
0: Yes, I do. Next up, we're going to talk about Seaview Terrace and this is in Newport, Rhode Island. Um, So you might recognize the outside of Seaview Terrace since it was used for the exterior shots in the gothic horror television show, The Dark Shadows. Well, I'll be damned. It sure the hell does. Uh, So, however, the property doesn't just look creepy. It is also considered to be one of the most haunted houses in Rhode Island. The Mm. building has an interesting history. The house... Excuse me. The house was originally built in Washington, D.C., but in 1907, liquor millionaire Edson Bradley decided to move his mansion to Newport, Rhode Island. It was completely disassembled and relocated to the existing Sea View Terrace in Newport. The entire process took two years to complete and involved merging the two buildings into one. It later became an all-girls summer boarding school. It is now said to be one of the most haunted places in Rhode Island with several ghosts in residence. The most prominent spirit said to haunt the property is that of the original owner's wife, Mrs. Bradley. She loved her <clears> home <throat> and has no desire to leave it. She is often seen playing her favorite Etsy Oregon, uh... I'm sorry, Oregon, not Oregon, not the state, the instrument. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, While others have experienced various strange noises like phantom footsteps, disembodied voices, and banging, there have also been dark shadows, pun intended, seen and jiggling door handles. That
1: is interesting. Um because because my 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 mother loves the show Dark Shadows. It's, it's like one of her favorites, and which my mother's always been um, intrigued by vampires and things of that nature. Like she loves anything that has to do with vampires. She that she enjoys, um, but she loved the TV show Dark Shadows. Um, matter of fact, on Pluto TV, they actually have an entire channel dedicated to the TV show Dark Shadows. It's uh, you know I I've, I've watched it. I didn't really get into it because it was more of like a it was more it was more soap opera
0: s not really like scary vampire s you know it's um, it's very campy like if you go and watch it like and actually pay attention like you can see the lighting rigs and the microphones and stuff uh because it was it was filmed on a, a shoestring budget back in the day right um, and, and they just kept it in there without editing it to save money but it also Is one of the reasons that people love it so much because, you know, they kind of stayed true to the campiness of the show.
1: Right. And for those of you who may not know what we're talking about, Dark Shadows is an American gothic soap opera that originally aired on Wednesday nights on ABC television from June 27th of 1966 until April 2nd of 1971. The show depicted the lives, loves, trials and tribulations of a wealthy and psychotic, the wealthy and psychotic Collins family that lived in Collinsport, Maine, where a
0: number of supernatural occurrences took place uh um, and they also did a movie um about the TV show uh starring Johnny Depp yeah which some people hated it some people loved it you know it is what it is it was is. okay
1: um yeah um but yeah nevertheless and if you look at the picture I mean clearly you clearly see the uh even though this was in Rhode Island and the show was portrayed or the show was um shot in Rhode Island, well, obviously, this picture was taken by them in Rhode Island, but it was staged in Maine, <clears throat> you know. Uh, but they did pick a pretty cool looking uh, house for it to be the the um, the Collins house or whatever. Oh, yeah. um, and if you do want to take a look at what
0: this picture looks like, for those of you who don't know, uh, Chip, where can they go check it out? Check it out at hauntedrooms.com. Once again, we're not sponsored, but. We like their content and hope to be sponsored one day.
1: Absolutely. Shout out to haunted rooms, America. And we love those. their their content and everything like that. Um, That being said, we're going to move on to the next one. And who this is the, the Perron house in uh, Burrillville, AKA the conjuring house, the real conjuring house. The, uh, the Perron House is very famous thanks to the movie The Conjuring. The film was based on true events that occurred in the home of Roger and Carol Perron. Not long after the couple and their daughters moved into the home, they started seeing terrifying apparitions. Mrs. Perron once woke to find an old woman in a gray dress with her head hanging at an awkward angle standing over her bed. Fuck this. Nope. nope. Fame. I,
0: I'm selling the house right away. <laughs> We've done. Right.
1: Yep. Fame paranormal experts Ed and Lauren Warren, which we have talked about a couple of times yes. on the show, um, were called in and concluded that this was the spirit of Bethesheba, Bathsheba. That's there we it. go. Bathsheba Sherman. A, Satan, a Satanist who sacrificed her own daughter to Satan before later hanging herself in a ritual to bind her soul to the property. Nope. Fuck! Nope. Okay, wait. Okay. Let me... Okay. So, this woman, Bathsheba Sherman, a Satanist, sacrificed her own daughter to Satan. Yes. Before hanging herself in a ritual to bind her soul to the property. Yep. Fuck.
0: Nope. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Fuck that. I'm done. I'm <laughs> you out. Don't be catching me in this motherfucker. <laughs> Hell no. Uh, now, I, I, uh, truth be told, I've never seen The Conjuring. Um. But I, I've I've heard stories. Um. Uh, you know, that it was based on true events and actually done some research um, about it because I love everything and anything historical. Um, it is on my list of movies to watch, but, you know, yeah. with a, a three-year-old and a four-year-old little boy, it's just not yeah. high on the list right now.
1: Yeah. You don't want to give them nightmares, right. obviously. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, it's crazy that, you know... The fact, and again, like what we talked about on previous episodes, Ed and Lauren Warren, um, Lorraine Warren, I think is how it's pronounced. I think um, so. you know, two paranormal experts who have, you know, they've done Amityville and they've done different other, you know, haunted places like, you know, different ones. Um, you know, mainly in the upper Northeast area. Cause I mean, when we talked, when we did our Connecticut episode, they did a lot of in Connecticut. Um, I think I think Connecticut was the episode where we talked about the house in which The Exorcist was um, the inspiration for a haunt, a, a particular haunt. Uh, I
0: believe that's correct.
1: Yeah, um, and we may go back. Anybody listening, if you want to correct us, please do because you know we're not the brightest of folks here on, this, on the on the on the, on the <laughs> in the podcasting world. Um, but yeah, I mean, for them to tr- tr- see the apparitions of the woman in gray, dr- woman in the gray dress, um, you know, with her head hanging at the awkward angle, you know, as if, as if she is basically perceived as being hung over the bed, you know, Um, scary, scary, frightening shit, um, obviously, Um, but yeah, definitely some, and anytime you're dealing with anything, anything, say, Satanistic, you know, that, 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 that's always a red flag, you know, because, there's people who will go to the utmost extreme in some cases, you know. Oh,
0: for sure. Oh, for sure.
1: Yeah. Um, Actually, that might not be that might not be an interesting. uh, That might be an interesting idea if we can somehow if Ed or Lorraine Warren ever listen to this episode of the podcast, we would love to have you on to talk about some of these paranormal uh, investigations that you've done. I think that'd be a pretty cool idea. What about you? What do you say, Chip? Uh, I
0: definitely would like to do that.
1: Throwing it out there into the universe right now. Ed and Lorraine Warren, we'd like to have you on Movement Radio. All right, let's keep going. Uh, you got the next one, Bob? Yep. Uh,
0: next up, we're going to talk about Belcourt Castle. And this is, once again, in Newport, Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Belcourt Castle is a mansion in Newport, which is said to be haunted by a phantom monk. Mm, okay, That's interesting because uh, monks, you know... Uh, if if you know anything about monks, you know they're very spiritual and everything. So, um, yeah, this is one of the most common reports of paranormal activity coming out of Belcourt Castle, is in relation to two haunted chairs. That's right. If you happen to visit Belcourt Castle, then you may want to take care when you sit down, because there are two haunted chairs in the mansion, which are said to forcibly eject. Anyone who attempts to sit on them, ejecto A uh, Hey, <laughs> man! <laughs> <laughs> then when I read that, I just, I, 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 I immediately went to like the. Do you remember the old TV uh, show, the old cartoon, Wacky Racers? Yeah, uh, you know how they would have the. The seats with the uh springs in them, so we yep. got him, sat down. It boing and shot. Yep, you. <laughs> <laughs> and he got Muttley in the
1: background. <laughs> He'll yes, the
0: damn dog laugh Yes, but anyway. Um, but it is also said, and it has also been said that there is a haunted suit of armor in this house as well. Well, like 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 three Stooges
1: haunted suit of armor. Yes. The dude the dude that saw Lady Gadiver and he wasn't supposed to, and then <laughs> never mind. Y'all kids out there too young to know what three stooges was. Not that bullshit ass Will Sasso remake either. But anyway, that, that's a different story. That
0: wasn't that wasn't terrible. I mean it wasn't it terrible, wasn't but it wasn't great, good though. but it wasn't terrible. No, it
1: wasn't, no. it, I saw it. It wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, man, uh it's interesting. I mean, cause you look at it, um you really don't look like a castle in terms of like what a traditional castle would look like. I mean, it looks more mansion esque than it does a castle. Right. Um, nice looking garden though. With a nice little motif in the front. It looks good. I don't know if that's a angel or a fucking like dragon looking thing, but anyway. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean for two chairs that forcibly like, like that intrigues me for a couple of reasons. The first reason would be: Why do these two chairs specifically force people out? Is there a spirit that haunts these chairs? And if if there's a spirit haunting the chairs, why do they haunt those chairs? What is the significance of them being in those specific chairs? Right.
0: And well, and then again, why do they keep the chairs around?
1: Yeah, I mean, just if throw it, the fucking chairs out, like, yeah. you know, put them on the side. Like, I mean, <laughs> but but the but the the other thing that also Kind of in in a way surprises me. And it surprised you too when you read it off to me and I immediately took it back to it was the Phantom Monk. Exactly. You know, the monk, you know, in, in a large part was very, very dedicated to the church, you know. Um, now unless they're talking about a Shaolin monk, which I completely doubt because in Rhode Island, not Tibet. Um, right. you know, obviously it's not a Shaolin monk. You're talking about like I mean, I, immediately, I mean, I ain't, we, we ain't talking like Friar Tucker or anything like that, but we are, but I am saying like, I mean, monks are normally, like what we talked about, very spiritual people. I, I doubt that it's a phantom monk that they're, I doubt, if it is a phantom that they're saying. I doubt that it's a monk, you know, just because of, you know, unless, you know, they can provide, you know, the story of why it, well, who is this monk? Why would he be a phantom? Like, was he, was he a, was he a, her, was he a heretic? Was he... You know, it, what was the story behind that? So that this is one I might be interested in looking deeper into. Me too. Right. Okay, so moving on to the next one. Chestnut Hill Cemetery. And this is in Exeter, Rhode Island. Now, Chestnut Hill Cemetery has gained a reputation as one of the most haunted locations in Rhode Island, largely thanks to the tomb of the alleged vampire Mercy Le- Mercy Lena Brown. Okay. All right. We getting into some little bit of some Anne Rice shit here. <laughs> okay. Mercy, her mother, and two of her siblings all died of constipation.
0: No, that, that says consumption.
1: It's, it says a T. It Says right here, there's an Okay, I read that wrong. I'm sorry. I was like, "Fuck! How can you die from constipation? What the fuck?" I mean, I- <laughs> consumption. How? Okay, consumption. Okay, this was during a period when there was a great deal of hysteria surrounding vampires in New England, and rumors persisted that one of the Browns was one of the undead. This hysteria led to the family's bodies being exhumed. Mary and the others were decayed as would be expected but Mercy's corpse was perfectly preserved and her hair and her hair had even grown longer while buried her heart was instantly cut out, cut out and burned to stop her rising from the dead since then mercy's ghost has been seen around the tomb wearing dirty ripped gown wearing a dirty ripped gown On one occasion, a visitor to the cemetery managed to record Darcy's, I'm sorry, Marcy's voice in EVP form saying, let me rest in peace. Okay. Okay. Um, So a lot lot to unwrap here. So they died of consumption, not constipation like I thought. Consumption. (laughs) Can you die from constipation? I mean, I think that's how Elvis went. Um I think,
0: I mean, I'm gonna Google. I think that. I think Elvis,
1: I think that's how Elvis died. I think. Well, it could have been a, could have been a whatever it was, a drug overdose. I don't know. I don't know how Elvis died, what they told us. Um nevertheless, this is this was a period of time when the great deal of hysteria surrounding vampires in New England was rumored, you know, so how far back does this go? I mean, was this around like the Salem witch trials that ended up bleeding to like the vamp- the vampire trials kind of deal? I mean, was I mean, the mass hysteria of vampires was kind of I've never actually heard of like a hysteria of vampires. Of witches, yeah, but I've never really heard of that particular one. Have right.
0: you? No I, no, I have not. Okay. No, I have not. So, yeah.
1: um, but uh, yeah, but, but how, go ahead, I'm
0: sorry. I, I was going to say um When I googled, can you die of constipation, it says that the stool can spill into the abdominal cavity and cause severe and often life-threatening symptoms because stool is acidic and contains bacteria. Increased risk of cardiovascular events. Chronic constipation is associated with an increased risk of cardiovascular events, such as heart attack. So in a roundabout way. Yes, you can die from constipation. There you go. That's not how these people died, but... Right. They I, died of I, consumption. Uh, so, uh, what kind of is interesting in this is they... According to this, they all died at the same time. Uh, Mercy, her mother, and two of her siblings. Um. So, her mother and her two siblings had already started decaying when they were put in the ground, but mercy's corpse was perfectly preserved and her hair had even grown longer. That's interesting in yeah. itself. I've never heard of that happening.
1: Mm-mm. I mean, normally because I mean once your cells die, you know, every, every part of your body that makes what, which cause your fingernails stop growing. When your hair starts growing, um, you, you don't, I mean, I mean, obviously, I mean, I mean, it, a, de- a, a decaying body, I mean, because you've got to think, how long ago was this? Because, I mean, I got a feeling that no, long, long, long ago, they didn't use embalming fluid. You know, unless it was, like, earlier, like, I mean, I don't know when they, they people started using embalming fluid to embalm dead bodies, but I don't think it was as far back as what they're saying, especially if there was a hysteria of vampires, you know? Um, right.
0: Um... So this was in 1892. Uh, Mm. There's a Wikipedia uh, article about it. It says the Mercy Brown uh, vampire incident occurred in Rhode Island in 1892. It is one of the best documented cases of the exemption of a corpse in order to perform rituals to banish an undead manifestation. The incident was part of the wider New England Vampire Panic. Um, hmm. Several cases of the of consumption, um, also known as tuberculosis. Oh, TB. Yeah, uh, occurred okay. in the family of George and Mary Brown in Exeter, Rhode Island. Friends and neighbors believed that this was due to the influence of the undead. An attempt was made to uh, remediate, and um, she died in 1892 at the age of nineteen. Oh, wow um so that's crazy well
1: there you go uh, but but I do find it interesting the the last thing I will say about this um I, I do find it interesting that w- it says on one occasion a visitor to the cemetery managed to record her saying let me rest in peace as if to say you know leave me alone you know just let me right. let me rest I have nothing to give you. I have nothing to offer you. Leave me alone. Let me rest with my family let me you know let me see what the next part is like. you know you know so definitely something that uh anybody wants to and and obviously, if you're from that area, you know and you go check it out you know y'all let, let y'all let us know what y'all what y'all say so
0: yeah, <laughs> if uh, anybody ever decides to do that I, I definitely wanna do some more. Research on the New England vampire panic. Um, Yeah. But it says that it um, happened throughout Rhode Island, Eastern Connecticut, Vermont, and parts of other parts of New England. Hmm. So So when we get on to talking about other.
1: I don't remember us talking about this when we did Maine's or Connecticut's.
0: Um, uh, I don't either, which is. Yeah or
1: Massachusetts. I haven't heard anything I didn't remember anything about that either. Maybe when we get to Vermont we may or new or
0: maybe when we get to Vermont we might be able to learn more but yeah. we'll see. Uh um, all right. You got there the, were go two I was going to say yeah. there were two documented victims of the uh vampire panic, Mercy Brown and Frederick Ransom. Uh and I'm sure we'll talk about him in our Vermont episode. Because he was he was of South Woodstock, Vermont. Okay, yeah. Um, so that's definitely one that's probably going to be talked about later. But for now, we will continue on Rhode Island, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you got the next one, Bubba? Correct. Yes. The next one up is the Breakers Mansion. And this is once again in Newport, Rhode Island. You keep getting all the Newports. I do.
1: Yeah. Get all the Newport you can, ladies and gentlemen, because they're banning menthol cigarettes.
0: (laughs) That is correct. And flavored cigars. There you go. Um, So Cornelius Vanderbilt had the stunning Breakers Mansion built in Newport during the Golden Age. Uh, And the Golden Age is often said to be from 1900 to 1929, which is really weird because the Great Depression was in the 20s. But okay, Uh, Yeah. (laughs) And to this day, it remains one of the best examples of that era. Okay. It has formal gardens, a private beach, and a stunning view of the Atlantic Ocean. It is now one of America's largest national historic landmarks and one of the most haunted mansions in Rhode Island. Okay. Okay. Um, It is said to be haunted by the ghost of Alice Vanderbilt, and her ghost has been seen regularly in the mansion since her death in 1934. The description of her ghost is always the same and fits how she would have looked prior to her death. The family there now says that she has been a near constant present, but they will not allow any investigators access as they know who she is and do not wish to disturb her. It is her home every bit as much as it is theirs. Uh, Okay. Okay. So, Uh, they basically Go go I, on, go okay go ahead. I was going to say I find that very interesting because in any episode we've talked about before this um something has as historical as this and as well documented as this one is that they in any state that we've talked about prior to this they would just allow, you know, like taps or ghost hunters or, or whoever to come in and, you know, do an investigation. But these people are like, hey, no, we know who this is. Like, maybe she's told them or whatnot. And, you know, like, hey, you guys need to leave her alone. She's not bothering us. Uh, she lived here before we did. And we don't feel that it's right for you guys to come in and disturb her. I find that very interesting.
1: That is very interesting. Basically in a roundabout way they basically adopted the ghost. You know, That's almost what it like Yeah, I mean, and obviously if the family living there knows that she is a constant presence and they not only and they they not only just allow her to live there and they don't bother her. I mean, is it just I mean, could you imagine? Let's 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 do a hypothetical here. Let's just say young gentleman living in that house. Brings a date over, sits on the couch. They're watching a movie, eating some popcorn. The guy's got his hand around her, you know, got his arm around her. And the next thing you know, there's a ghost on the other side of the female. And as she looks, she screams, like, Where are you going? Oh my God. It's like, oh, it's just a ghost. It's just Alice. She's fine. She's not going to hurt nobody. She, right. she ain't going to bother you. You know, and then Alice looks like, I just came here to watch the movie. I've never seen Fast Five or whatever. You know, <laughs> you, you, you know like, oh, damn, you ain't even seen Fast Five. Did did, did did they have movies in 1934? Like, you know, um, which they did. I'm paraphrasing. I was going to say, I think they had old, old black they and white. had the old, and the, the old Charlie Chaplins and stuff. Yeah. Nevertheless. Um, but yeah, I mean, that would be, it's interesting that they don't, allow people to have it, allow paranormal investigators to have access to the home, which I can understand from the perspective of, we don't want all these cameras. We don't want people stopping by. We don't want some random ass person to swing by the house, taking pictures of the house, you know, whatever. I completely understand that, you know, you want to keep your privacy private. But then again, that does, that does bring, that does bring me to another conclusion is, you don't allow people to investigate. So how do we really know if it's true? Right. There's another one right there. Like, I understand, but then again, I don't understand, you know? Right. That's hey. that's the one That's the one thing. And not to say, you know, I mean, by all means, it's your house. If you live there and you, obviously, you there's certain people you don't want on your property and there's certain people that you don't want. That's your want. right yeah ex- exactly you know so you were well within your right but you don't want people looking at you thinking oh well you know i'm not crazy but yeah there's a ghost that lives here you know and it, 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 some people are like mm-hmm, sure buddy go back in there you know and talk to your your, your buddy or whatever you
0: know right
1: um, um but,
0: it's a very interesting looking house too Um uh, yeah from the picture
1: yeah for a second, I thought that was like that, and that little dome thing. I thought that was those were spikes sticking out, but they're like little wood pieces.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a gazebo yeah. um, in a sense. Yeah. So.
1: Two little chimneys on top, or they could just be just brace pillars. I don't know. Hell, that could be a helicopter pad up there, for, up there for all I know. Right. But anyway, it is a mansion. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right, so now we're going to be going to the very next one, which is the Nathaniel Green Homestead. And this is in Con- conventry, Rhode Island. Coventry, Conventry, whatever. Coventry, there we go. Now, Nathaniel Green homestead is a is the former resident of famed Revolutionary War General Nathaniel Green. It is considered to be one of the most haunted buildings in Rhode Island thanks to a range of spooky activity, including phantom footsteps, disembodied voices, and doors opening and closing on their own. Now, unfortunately, this is all the information that Haunted Rooms America has provided for us, so instead, I'm going to go the different route, and I'm going to go to our buddies over at Wikipedia, and I'm going to look up who Nathaniel Green was, just to see if we can get a better understanding of the house that he lived in. But while I'm doing that, ladies and gentlemen, shout out to my good buddy Sean Thompson over at Thompson Personal Training. Um, he has got a pretty cool deal going on right now that if you sign up, you get the first two weeks absolutely free, but he is off also offering $40 a session. That is his brand new deal $40 a session, and that you can't even beat that with some of the best trainers in the world, but he is definitely gonna give you the workout of a lifetime. Go check him out, Thompson Personal Training on Facebook. Go see what it's all about. Again, $40 a session, best price in the, in the state, best price in the South. You cannot beat it. Back to this. Uh, Nathaniel Green um, was a, was a uh, major general of the uh, Continental Army in the American Revolutionary War. He merged from the war with the reputation as a as. With a reputation as General George Washington's most talented and dependable officer, and is known for his successful command in the Southern Theater of the war. So, and he was born of a Quaker family in Warwick, uh, uh yeah, Warwick, Rhode Island. Green became active in the col- colonial op- uh, opposition to the British re- uh, reven- uh, revenue policies in the in the early. 1770s and he helped establish the kinskish guard a state militia after april of 1775's battle of lexington and concord the the legislature of rhode island established an army and appointed green to command it later in the year green became a general in a newly established continental army green saved under green served under washington in the boston campaign the New York and New Jersey campaign and Philadelphia campaign before being appointed quartermaster general of the Continental Army in 1778. In 1780, General Washington appointed Greene as the commander of the Continental Army in the Southern Theater. After taking command, Greene engaged into a successful campaign of guerrilla warfare among, against, the numer, against numeral um, super, superior forces of General Charles uh, Cornwallis. He inflicted major losses of British forces at the Battle of Guilford Courthouse, the Battle of Hobkirk's Hill, and the Battle of Utah Springs. And that's Utah with an EU instead of not U T anyway. Um eroding British control of the American South. Major fighting on land came to an end following the surrender of Cornwallis at the at the Siege of Yorktown in eight in October of 1781, but Green continued to serve in the Continental Army until the late 1783. After the war, he became a planter in the South, but his rice crops mainly failed. He died in 1786 at his home plantation, Mulberry Grove, in Chatham County, Georgia. Many places in the United States have actually named their cities Green after this man. Oh, wow. I do love any single time that we can ever talk history on one of these and it is connected straight to um a car- you know, connected to a haunted place. Like that, that that it's it's something it hits different. You know, I know that's the big thing that the kids are saying now. It hits different. You know what I mean? Um although I I, I can't really find anything about him him specifically haunting his former home. Um because you would think you would think that he would have haunted the home in Georgia where he would have died maybe, or I don't I don't know right. if he flew back or whatever. Um it says his statue along with the statue of one uh Roger Williams represented the state Rhode Island and the national um a uh, Terry Hall collection in the United States Capitol in Washington DC also hosts a bronze statue of green in Staten Hall Staten Park I'm sorry and Staten Park is in uh, Sta- previously known as Staten Square is a national park that is still currently in Washington DC so he does have a uh, plenty of uh statues and monuments there's one in Savannah Georgia there's one in Greenville South Carolina there's one in near Philadelphia there's actually one in the city of Warwick um, numerous places and things have been named after green across the United States. Fourteen counties are are named for green, the most popular populous of which are Green County, um, Missouri. And there's also, you know, there's like Greensboro, uh, North Carolina, Georgia, uh, Greensburg, Pennsylvania, Greenville, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Tennessee. Um, they got the Green River in Kentucky there's green uh, there's Fort Green Park in Brooklyn. Um, there's also Navy ships that have been you know, the, the USRC General Green, uh, the USS General Green, the USS Nathaniel Green and the USAVMG um, Nathaniel Green And there's and the, it talked about it right here it says the, it says the the, uh, the Nathaniel Green homestead uh, features Speck Hall which was generally generally I'm sorry General Green's home. Which was built in seventeen seventy four and it says that Green commissioned cabinet maker Thomas Spencer to build a desk and bookshelf likely to be likely to be put in his new home. The desk and bookshelf is now at the High Museum of Art in Atlanta, Georgia. It was built in Greenwich, Rhode Island, in a chippendale style. An inspection is written in graphite on the interior drawer that says that the desk belonged to Nathaniel Green. Okay, that's interesting. Very interesting. Um, and I actually clicked on the uh, actual Wikipedia page of the General Nathaniel Green homestead, and it is registered on the U.S. National uh, Register of Historical Places. Um, it says the house is owned and operated by him, and... Um, I'm sorry. Let me say. Let me read it again. I'm sorry. The house is owned and operated by the General Nathaniel Green Homestead Association, a nonprofit organization, and was opened as a museum in 1924. So, the property is now considered a museum, but it doesn't say anything here specifically about a haunting. Um. Now. I'm not going to discredit or discount anybody for for saying that maybe that this place is haunted. But you haven't given me any information or any background or any concrete evidence that says that, you know, or a story or whatever. Like, no one's seen the apparition of, gen- of the general, you know, aside from footsteps, disembodied screams, and doors opening and closing. I mean, that's typical that's typical quote unquote hauntings, but how do you know that it's actually the general or how do you know that it's not from some something else entirely? You see what I'm saying? So this one, not going to lie. I was looking forward to it. I, and I appreciate the history behind it, but this is more historical as opposed to paranormal. Does that make sense?
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I rattled on there, ladies and gentlemen, I do apologize.
0: Uh, (laughs) But um No, no, no. It was all <clears throat> all needed, I think. You know, we got to, to learn who um the the general Nathaniel Green was. Uh but we need I mean like you said, we need more about these hauntings, you know, other than the phantom footsteps, disembodied screams and doors open and closing you know, on their own.
1: Right. Well, hopefully you can give us that with this
0: very next entry on the list. You got it? <clears throat> uh, yeah. Next up is going to be City Hall, and this is in Providence, Rhode Island.
1: You mean you're not in Newport anymore? You moved up a couple of <laughs> a couple, a
0: couple I, miles. I, I, I moved up a little bit. There you go. Uh, so, Providence City Hall is known to be one of the most haunted places in Rhode Island. Staff have seen chairs moving by themselves, smelled cigar smoke, and heard unexplained whispers in empty rooms. Mm-hmm. The paranormal activity is said to be caused by the ghost of the late Mayor Doyle who is actually buried inside the building. What?
1: <laughs> mm. Why the fuck would you bury... Ba- Bro. Why would you bury somebody inside of the building? Okay. Okay. First of all, how do you know he's buried in the building? Second of all, if you know for a fact he's buried inside the building, I'm pretty sure they didn't, I'm pretty sure that his final request wasn't, hey, bury me inside of a building. I'm pretty sure that it was a makeshift grave. And I'm pretty sure that if it's a makeshift grave, something tells me he didn't put himself there. Therefore, it's something not natural cause. Worthy, like, motherfuckers probably killed.
0: Alright, so, real quick, um, our good old friends over at Wikipedia, they say that Doyle suffered a stroke on the evening of June 6th, 1886, while still in office. The entire right side of his body was reportedly paralyzed. He later died, he died three days later at his house, on Wednesday, June the 9th, 1886. On Saturday the 12th, his body was escorted by the First Light Infantry from his home to City Hall where he was to lie in state. Thousands of people came to City Hall to silently pay their respects. Doyle is believed to be the last mayor to be honored with a wake at City Hall until Buddy uh, Chiancy 130 years later. Uh, Gilbert F. Robbins was named acting mayor and he issued a proclamation that on the following Monday, June 14th, all business in the city should be closed from noon until 3 p.m. On that day, a large procession carried his body, um, Mayor Doyle, uh, from City Hall to the First Unitarian Church for services and then to Swan Point Cemetery for burial. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so I guess, okay. Um, there is a statue of Doyle uh, that was erected in 1889 in Cathedral Square near the Roman Catholic uh, Cathedral of St. Peter and Paul. Uh, it was moved in 1967 to the intersection of Broad and Chestnut. So, um, so yeah, it seems that he, he actually was... Buried at Swan Point Cemetery, not at the, uh, at City Hall. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. I thought it was kind of weird that he would be buried at City Hall, but okay. Whatever. I mean, Stranger Things we have talked about. We have talked about <laughs> Stranger Yeah.
1: We have talked about Stranger Things. It was just very weird to me that someone would be buried at City Hall. Like, I mean, I've been to City Hall here in Chattanooga before when I used to work for the, uh, For the big wigs, and I gotta be honest, I wouldn't want I wouldn't want my last moments to be in this place. You know what I mean? That place is boring as shit. I I I Jesus. I I do not envy anybody working a fucking government job at City Hall. Like that's that's gotta be the most boring job on the planet. It has to be. You know, which I think I can think I could think of a few more jobs are probably more boring, but I don't have the inclination right now. Uh, <laughs> that means that. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right. So we're going to go from there to the Ladd School. And this is also in extour, uh, Rhode Island. Now, the Ladd School was founded back in 1908 as a school for the feeble-minded. Okay. Okay. Over the years, it came to be the home to criminal and undesirable people whose society felt would be best removed from the general public. This included everything from the mentally ill to promiscuous women. The school became known for horrible and often immoral acts against those who were being quote-unquote taken care of. This included forcing sterilization and other barbaric treatments. In addition to staff harming patients, many of them committed crimes against each other as well. This abandoned building is now known for one of the most haunted abandoned places in Rhode Island. It is common to it is common for electronic items to be drained of all their power, and visitors have heard screams and voices. Coming from inside the empty building, whoo okay, the screams, the voices common, but the electronic items being drained completely of their power that's something you rarely see or you know like I don't know if we've talked about that in in the past um I'm talking about like you go down a certain road and the car will start having car trouble, you know. Um, but <laughs> never like, 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 you know, like you're looking at, you got like a, like 92% on your battery on your cell phone. Then all of a sudden you got like 2% like, what the fuck? What happened? And you got that red light, you know? Um, but yeah, I think honestly, this was a situation where it says it started off as a school for the feeble minded. And then it went to the mentally ill, the promiscuous women to where there was forced sterilization and barbaric treatments, just, I don't know. What are you thinking about this one?
0: Uh I don't know. It's a little a little strange like you know the the forced sterilization and other barbaric treatments is is weird. Uh but you know, as we have talked uh in previous episodes, um this seems to be a pattern with um schools and Like, hospitals, they're opened for mentally ill people where, you know, there are uh, random, like, tests ran on them or whatnot. Um, You know, they're being harmed uh, and, you know, other crimes, um, you know, i.e. possibly um, sexual molestation or whatnot. Right. Um you know, it seems to be a pattern for places that were opened for this, which would in my opinion, you know, be the, the entire reason for um you know these people to come back and haunt this place because it was, you know, probably the worst time of their entire lives. Exactly. Exactly. And I feel like
1: I mean, again, like we said, man, anytime we're talking about you know, which the building is no, which i mean it's abandoned it's an abandoned building now so obviously it's not being used for anything um i don't even know if it would be considered on the historic places uh um registry or not i mean i don't know if it is or not i doubt it um i mean it's just an abandoned building now um but yeah any anytime anytime we're we're talking about that again the 19, 1908, no one knew how to handle mental illness. No one knew anything about that, you know? And so obviously they treated them like they were fucking crazy, you know, like the, these people didn't deserve to, you know, be treated like humans, you know, and it's, it's stupid,
0: but that's the way that it is. Unfortunately. Yeah. All right. Um, So uh, real quick, it says that it operated from 1908 until 1993 as a state institution to serve the needs of the mentally disabled, developmentally delayed people. And it was closed largely due to the disinstitutionalization movement of the 1980s. Uh, and this is in, according to Wikipedia. Right. Okay. Uh, so. <sighs> okay. All right. Well, we're going to get to the very next one on the list. This is. Next up, we're going to talk about. Uh, Cumberland Public Library. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cumberland Public Library in Cumberland, Rhode Island. Um, so, Cumberland Public Library, also known as Edward J. Hayden Library, is said to be haunted by a phantom monk. Uh, another phantom monk? Really? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, Which makes a lot of sense, given that the property was once a monastery. Okay. Now I... Now, now you've given me that i understand like you took this monk's monastery uh over and he's like oh hell no <laughs> this, this is a place of you know of worship this is you know where we go and you know uh learn uh about you know our belief and everything you know, and you gonna take it over? No, no, nope, no. Nope. Right. Um. It <laughs> make now it makes sense. So one, yeah. Yeah. So one common report of paranormal activity in the library is that books have a habit of moving from one place to another mysteriously. Hmm. Uh, I don't. I don't think that that's very mysterious. People do that all the time. Right. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey. Uh, I mean, many
1: of the, what, what, what's, Go the ahead. what's the what's the the. the... The, the Dewey Decimal System or whatever it's called, the, the fucking uh whatever the fuck it is that you, people used to like put books yeah, up. yeah, you yeah the right. Dewey Decimal Dewey, System Dewey, like, Dewey Decimal people system. get that shit all fucked up all the time anyway,
0: so yeah Uh so many of the people who live locally actually believe that this is not just the mansion itself that is haunted but the entire surrounding area, okay okay, um they believe that it is haunted by the spirits of nine militiamen who are said to have been flayed there by Native Americans. Hold flayed? Up. Flayed. Like, you know, like a f- flay of fish. Oh, flayed.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> uh, okay. There was there was no over the
0: A, so that's why I think... Fit- <laughs> yeah. Uh... Oh no! Hold on. I'm sorry. Uh, I am incorrect. Not like filleting fish. Yeah. Uh, so flaying, f-l-a-y, uh, ing, also known colloquially as skinning, is a method of slow and painful execution in which skin is removed from the body. Generally, an attempt is made to keep the removed portions of skin intact. Gross. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> Yeah, so these nine militiamen were skinned uh, by Native Americans. Oh, wow. Wow, yeah. Uh, So, could could the disembodied screams be those of the militiamen reliving their torture? Uh, Possibility. Very big possibility. yeah, so is it the phantom monk or is it these nine militiamen that are haunting
1: this place? I don't know how many screams do you hear a second? Like, what's the uh, what's the scream what's what's the scream to second ratio rate? I mean, if it's just because I doubt that a monk would be screaming, you know, unless like it's monetary like no or you know like get out or you know something like that, you know. But the screaming of the I mean, like a very violent scream, possibly or a very guttural scream. You know, right. or maybe some maybe I don't know maybe some drums or maybe like the you know the swift like whoop, like swing of a tomahawk or something or something along you know something along those lines where it sounds like you know what it, what you what you would imagine it would sound like if you got hit in the head with a damn war club or something. Um, but yeah, I mean, if if you hear if you're hearing if I'm hearing disembodied screams, I'm gonna assume that the screams are in pain or fear. So it's right. probably the the militia men is what you're probably hearing. Um, that's what I'm, I'm yeah. thinking. Yeah, um, and well, and also considering that, you know, maybe the phantom monk is you know possibly there because it was a monastery. Maybe maybe the phantom monk is there to maybe settle the peace. Maybe he's there to like maybe help welcoming in, try to bring the souls to you know the, the afterlife so that they wouldn't be suffering anymore. You know, maybe that's an idea. You know.
0: That's very possible, too. Yeah.
1: Um, So that being said, I mean, it's very, all these, all the ones we talked about are very interesting. This one's going to be probably the most interesting. And this is the Biltmore Hotel. This is in Providence, Rhode Island. Now, the Biltmore Hotel in Providence is said to be one of the most haunted hotels in Rhode Island. It was named as America's most haunted hotel back in the year 2000. It was a,
0: so just 21
1: years and ago. And was apparently the inspiration for Robert Botch's Bates Motel and played a played a role in Stephen King's creation of the Overlook Hotel in the book The Shining. Here we go. Okay. I,
0: I'm I'm interested. I'm interested.
1: When you look into the hotel's history, it is so easy to see why. When the Biltmore Hotel was first built, it was backed by prominent Satanist Johann Lise Westhoff. We, uh, Yeah, Westkoff. I'm sorry. It is said that in the early year, years, there were many Satanic rituals conducted on the property, including some involving sacrifices. And it doesn't say human sacrifices or animal sacrifices, it just says sacrifices. The hotel also became a hotspot during Prohibition, and a number of high-profile murders took place amidst the rowdy parties involving police officers and even the mayor. All of this has led to a range of paranormal activity. Guests often hear the sounds of the rowdy parties coming from the empty rooms long after the hotel bars have closed. One of the strangest reports, however connected to the hotel is that from time to time guests will simply vanish during the night
0: hold the <laughs> fuck up time out go ahead you telling me people you telling me people just vanish in the thin air in the middle of the <laughs> night how in the hell is this place even still I open don't... how, how... How many times I I got to do, I got to do. Okay.
1: Okay. Hang on. Hang on. Before you do that, let me, let me finish. I only got like two sentences left. All right. Hang on. All right. This started in, in 2008 when new owners boarded up the basement ritual rooms in an attempt to clean up the hotel. Modern Satanists claim that this is because the rituals actually were actually for purification and we're keeping the evil spirits at bay. Uh-huh. Okay, so let's, let's, let's bring it back a little bit. One of the strangest reports connected to the hotel is that from time to time, guests will simply vanish during the night. Maybe they fucking, maybe, maybe they didn't vanish per se, as in like they just disappeared. Maybe they vanished during the night because holy shit, something here is fucking with me and I need to get the fuck out of here. And they just left without payment or something. Maybe that's what it is. I I don't know.
0: (laughs) I don't know. Anyway, Uh, I got a feeling you're looking it up now. (laughs) uh, Yeah, I, I found an article. On a website called Ghosts of Providence. Okay. Uh, and it's it's all about the Biltmore. Uh, and it says uh, that the Biltmore Hotel, inspiration for Stephen King's Overlook Hotel and Robert Bloke's uh, Base Motel, holds the dubious honor of having been named America's Most Haunted Hotel in the year 2000 by the American Hotel of Lodging Association. The Biltmore finished construction in 1918. Financed by proud Satanist Johann Lies Weizkopf Weiskopf was unsuitable or was unsubtle about his plan for the hotel. It would be a venue through which to familiarize uh reticent Puritan New Englanders, New Englanders with the joys of his religion. The hotel was built to include a chicken coop on the roof to supply sacrifices for weekly masses. Hot springs in the basement for purification rituals. Rumors that whirlpools were filled with human blood are likely only the wild imaginations uh, of later generations. And the famous uh, Bichon girls who waitressed nude in the Bichon dining room, which perhaps more accurately might have been called the bashant orgy pit. Frequented by such luminaries of the time as Douglas Fairbra- Fairbanks, F. Scott, and Zelda Fitzgerald, and Louis Armstrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, it's time to go I,
1: to I, the uh... orgy, baby. <laughs> no, when you're smiling, man. the whole world smiles at you. Sorry, <laughs> that was more oh. Fat Albert than Louis Armstrong. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> Maybe. Uh, So obviously the Satanism gives the hotel a bad name, though it was Weiskopf's ties to the Rhode Island mob that probably did the hotel its only real damage. Despite the scores of chickens slaughtered in the hotel, they are not the ones who haunt its halls. Rhode Island was widely known as the state least likely to follow prohibitions laws, and the Biltmore was one of the most decadent places to get drunk. No one hid in speakeasy basements in the Biltmore. Wine was a quarter of glass served in crystal. Men of the law and the government drank for free. This was likely one of the reasons that between the years of 1920 and 1933, six police officers were implicated in the murders of eight people within the walls of the Biltmore, along with one governor, at least six rapes, one murder, uh that were accounted to that governor, one mayor who has one murder accounted to him, and a cardinal. uh, One 11-year-old prostitute drowned in a bathtub. Holy shit! Um, These are the ghosts that are said to haunt the Biltmore along with all the other victims of men of less auspicious rank. Nightly, after the bars close, uh, raucous drinker Drinking and dancing and talking and laughing is heard. Some guests of the hotel disappear at night and are never found. Providence modern-day Satanists like to point out that the disappearances only began after new management took over. The Biltmore's day-to-day operations cleaning the place up for the tourists and businessmen, forbidding their maids any blood sacrifices, reupholstering the stained velvet, uh, seating in the Bichon room. Tearing down the chicken coops. Boarding up the underground altar rooms. They claim that this. In fact. Uh, or they claim that. It was in fact the Satanism. That kept the ghosts at bay. And protected the living. The current owners disagreeing. Will allow no experimentation. So it remains at this point. An unknown. There is an update. And it says that two more disappearances in 2008, Irving F. Bishop, 42, and his daughter, Emily Bishop, 4, a tourist from New Jersey, disappeared sometime between 11 p.m. on Saturday, November 15th, and 4 a.m. Sunday, the 16th. Apparently, the girl could not go to sleep, so her father took her on a walk around the hotel. Joanne Nunan Bishop, the girl's mother fell asleep just after they left, and by the time she was startled awake at 3:50 a.m., they had disappeared. This brings 2008's total to six disappearances.
1: I am they never, never, ever staying at the fucking Biltmore Hotel.
0: Nope. You can count me. Yeah.
1: Out. You can kiss my ass. I'm not. No. If if if. Let's just say for whatever reason. This podcast blows the fuck up, and we're going places and we're, you know, taking the family with us and stuff like that. And it's like, hey, we got you guys set up to go to Providence, Rhode Island. All right, cool. Yeah, Providence. You know, we like, we, we got a lot of fans in Providence. Where are we staying? You guys are staying at the Biltmore Hotel. Nope, 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 no. We're, we're not, no, we're not, we're, we're not staying. I'll stay at the fucking Motel Six. I don't, I don't give a shit. Uh, you got a Holiday Inn, you got a, you got a Laquita. I'm not, no, I'm not staying at no motherfucking. Hotel in which any fucking body and a mama can just disappear out of thin fucking air and be gone and not seen from again. Hell fucking no. Fuck you and the horse you rode in on. That ain't happening. That ain't happening at all. Exactly. You know. I say, I'm i traveling with a wife and two kids and you really want me to. F-? Hell no. <laughs> hell no. That ain't
0: happening. Yeah, because if one of my kids disappears, I'm burning. Hell
1: yeah. Not, right hell now. yeah, you are. Hell yeah. Yeah. So. That all
0: being said
1: what were a few that interested you the
0: most uh so obviously the yeah. Biltmore. uh we'll just put that up there front uh front and center right uh that one the um uh, let me go all the way back to the top here i'm sorry cuz there was a a few that that piqued my interest right. um let's see the uh the Second, when we talked about the uh, Seaview Terrace, which was the the site of the television show Dark yes. Shadows, that, that intrigued me. Um, the Conjuring House intrigued me. Um, the uh, Belcourt Castle in Newport, Rhode Island, that one intrigued right. me. Uh, because of the, I guess it just intrigued me because the the chairs that forcibly <laughs> just eject
1: people. eject those seatokus. <laughs> yep, because <laughs> we literally just watched two Fast and Furious just the other night, and that's what I was thinking. It's, but anyway,
0: right? <laughs> um, and then, uh, I guess the uh, the Breakers Mansion in Newport, uh, because the family that lives there won't allow any um, investigators to come in and either prove them right or right. wrong. They just they're just like, hey, we don't want you fucking with our right. ghost.
1: exactly. Exactly. Uh I thought I thought Chestnut Hill Cemetery was interesting because of the whole uh the whole deal with the vampire and that and that whole deal. I thought that was pretty, pretty interesting. Uh the Nathaniel Green homestead, I think it's more historical than it is haunted. Um but that, but I, but I do enjoy the historical um, implications. Uh, right. <clears throat> I mean, the Lad School was it was what it was. Um, but yeah, definitely the Biltmore was the one that like I I don't ever want to stay at the Biltmore Hotel ever in my life. Right. That's you know nope. <laughs> that that's going on. Sure. Hashtag don't sleep, don't stay at the Biltmore. <laughs> we will shut right. that motherfucker down. I don't care. <laughs> you know, but please don't if anybody's from uh, Providence, Rhode Island, please don't hurt us. We're just we're we're just saying we ain't trying to take away your business. We just don't want to die. You know, so that being said, thank you guys for tuning into this episode of The Hauntings of. If I'm not mistaken, the very next episode is going to be South Carolina. South Carolina. We're getting close to the end, man. We're getting so close to the end because after South Carolina, Tennessee, then after Tennessee, it's Texas and Oh man, we're gonna we're gonna it's gonna it's gonna be interesting these last few episodes. We're wrapping them up. Um, that being said, again, thank you guys. We can't thank you guys enough for just the love and support you guys have given us. Chip, anything you want to say before we get out here tonight?
0: Um, as always, check out movementradio.us. It is your one stop shop for all things movement radio. And if you so happen to be listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please, please, please leave us a five star review. Um it does nothing for us monetarily. I promise you that. But it does allow Apple's algorithm to push our podcast out to a broader audience. So if you love what you're listening to, I'm sure there are other people that haven't heard us that would love that as well. So please do Absolutely.
1: That. And go check out the Patreon uh, network, Patreon channel. Uh, we just uploaded our second installment of Rap uh albums that should be deemed classics. That's part two. It's already up on the Patreon channel, so go check that out. Um, matter of fact, we're gonna be recording later on this week. We're gonna be recording our uh the Eminem show uh retrospective of the uh rap rewind. Uh that's also uh gonna be coming out very soon on the Patreon channel. Um go check out the archives uh different uh we got we just dropped the episode of uh the rock retrospective with corn that one just came out. Also, the week before we did our uh, our uh, tribute to uh, DMX, um, so go check it, check all that yes. out. Um, and also go check us out, like what Chip said on uh, you know MovementRadio.us. We got a whole lot of cool stuff. Uh, StoreFrontier.com. We're going to have new merch very, 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 very soon. We hope you guys do enjoy the uh, the merch that we already have available, but we are definitely going to get some new merch also coming out very soon. Uh, Again, shout out to Sean Thompson and Thompson Personal Training. Again, $40 $40 a session. You cannot beat it. You get the first two weeks absolutely free. Go check him out. It's amazing. Um, Jerry and Jennifer over at the Chronic Conversation Podcast. Our buddy um, Ivan Montanez over at twitch.tv slash Unleashed Demon. Go check out his streaming channel. It's very good stuff going
0: on. And Uh, let me I was going to say I want to add one more. Uh, Check the guys over at the Warrior Workout Network. Uh, they're, They're doing big things for the veterans over there. Um, mental illness and everything. So please check them out. Absolutely. As well. Absolutely. Uh, and like we said, we would not
1: be where we are today without you guys. You guys are awesome. Thank you guys for tuning into this episode. We love you guys and we'll see you on the next episode. Chip, let's hit them with the outro.
0: Please do not leave without leaving a like, comment, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcast. Make sure platform. you follow
1: us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Go to the YouTube channel, subscribe, click that bell to get motive, motive, blah, blah. Let me start over one more time. Click that bell to get notified of our latest videos. Patreon.com and once again, movementradio.us. I am Chip I am Talon
0: Williams. And this is Movement God's Radio. Point.